0: What's in the seats? Podcast episode two now with a theme music that I don't know what it's going to be as of me saying this, but it's probably gonna be the Nitro theme or something. Probably something not. Like probably it. not the Thunder theme.
1: Please God, don't let it be the NWO
0: theme. I I, I, <laughs> I, I considered it very strongly. Yeah. Uh, this this watching session was frustrating for both of us. It truly was.
1: We had to reformat a few things, so we'll get into that whole mess.
0: Let's talk about good things in wrestling. Okay. We are going to go a little bit at a time, introducing ourselves, because last episode, episode one, Halloween Havoc 1998, if somehow you're listening to this and haven't listened to that one.
1: Go listen to that one.
0: We talked about a lot of stuff, and then we were done recording, and it was about three and a half hours, or even longer, and it's like, okay, we'll cut some of this. So, I think we cut talking about who some of our favorite wrestlers are. Oh. So, Emily. Emily. Any uh, notable wrestlers you want to mention in terms of your personal taste?
1: I mean, I have two that I don't think can do any wrong, and that's Chris Jericho and Mick Foley. Like, every time I see Chris Jericho, I just get happy, even though, like, his run in WWE in 2002 when we're watching it is kind of boring. Like, he's still fun to watch, and he's fun to listen to. And then Mick Foley is just an overall perfect human, and I love him.
0: You also enjoy Edge and Scottie King Hottie, which anytime I ask you this, just anywhere, I, you like, forget about them.
1: I've been forgetting about Scotty Too Hotty. I have because he's not on my screen.
0: But what, what are you, the WWE booking team in two thousand two?
1: I don't really know if I consider Edge my favorite wrestler. He's definitely my favorite to look at, but <laughs> in terms of like skill set, I don't know if he's like my favorite favorite. Like he's good, I like him a lot, but like he's just hot. <laughs> Who are you? Some of your favorites, Nick.
0: I think through watching a bunch of SmackDown, I came to the realization that Kurt Angle's my favorite wrestler.
1: Yes, you've said this.
0: Because when I was showing you matches early in our relationship, it it occurred to me that most of them had Kurt Angle.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but we realized that like way later down the line.
0: (laughs) I would also say um, post-Finding Jesus Shawn Michaels (laughs) when it's like a, okay, he used to be a dickhead. I don't have to really deal with that as much now. He just has great matches. Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, come to mind. Anyone else I talk about a bunch?
1: Like, when we first started dating, I thought it was Steve Austin. I thought Steve Austin was your favorite. But then I bought you Steve Austin merch, and you weren't all that excited about it. And then I found out that he's not your
0: favorite. Well, he's not my favorite. You also bought a Stone Cold Steve Austin baseball jersey. Yeah. And depending on how much you know about wrestling merch, there is an official, like, he wears it on screen, Steve Austin baseball jersey. I think you told me that you got me like a Steve Austin baseball jersey, and I thought it was that one, and then I opened it, and it was like, oh, this is, like, something Hot Topic would make.
1: But I got it from the WWE Network. And we'd only been dating for, like, two months at this point. This was Christmas. I didn't know. Like, we hadn't deep dove as much as we have now.
0: Well, I guess there is also that line of, You're happy to see somebody in a match versus you're happy to see someone come out to, like, do an interview. Or you're Buff Bagwell and I'm not happy to see you on screen. (laughs) Yeah. Which ties into uh, an issue we had. So our original plan was to review all of Nitro, all of Thunder, and kind of do it for various weeks. We are going to try to speed through it a little bit, but we started watching and... I think we got halfway through Alex Wright versus B- Barry Horowitz and we realized that we wouldn't have much to say about a good amount of it.
1: I thought we got farther than that. but
0: I might have been further than that, but we thought it would be more of an interesting listen for us to do potted highlights rather than go week by week watching a three-hour Nitro and then in a two-hour Thunder we originally planned to talk about Thunder, and then we watched Bits <laughs> of Thunder and realized there was nothing important to say about Thunder. So for the time being, we plan on just doing potted highlights. Once things pick up a little bit more, basically once Vince Russo shows up, so we got about a year, okay. we might start doing weekly, as was our original plan. But
1: Yeah, the idea for an episodic review of Nitro really went out the window when... We were watching Nitro, and I looked over at Nick on the couch, and he was visibly angry and (laughs) frustrated. Because we'd
0: also planned to talk about multiple ones in in the same episode. And we kind of had to make a choice of, do we want to start reviewing every Nitro and Thunder now and have those be separate episodes? Or did we want to brush through some of it that we didn't think mattered as much? And some Mm -hmm. of it we watched and went... Eh, not all important, and we're not mm-hmm. gonna talk about it. So we are trying our best to hit all the important points, but not everything is an important point.
1: <laughs> yeah. We also I also did not realize that Nitro was a three hour show.
0: <laughs> yes. Do you know why it's three hours?
1: Because Raw's two hours. Yep. And they wanted to be better than Raw. Yep. Yeah, because we did the episode, we did the Halloween Havoc episode, and I was like, okay, the pay-per-view episodes, they're going to be longer. Sure. There's more to do there. There's more content, so there's more to talk about. And then we turned on Nitro, and it's the same amount of time. And I'm like, no.
0: (laughs) This is ridiculous. Part of the reason why we don't currently watch Raw in 2020 is...
1: Because it's so long.
0: (laughs) Three hours every week just feels...
1: Unnecessary?
0: Yeah. And that's not a new opinion.
1: And me saying it's unnecessary is coming from someone whose favorite show is Big Brother, who airs a one-hour one episode three times a week. So if I'm saying that three hours of content a week is too much, like...
0: But when you have three hours television, you also assume that you would be able to budget that time efficiently.
1: You would assume.
0: <laughs> There's no real spot to to talk about it, but... We're, we were watching through. We watched through separately, just because we kept putting off <laughs> wanting to watch it, and we're already on episode two. Not a great sign, right? But W Who does doesn't know how to end a segment.
1: No, they really they just don't. Cut to commercial. They do the like basically the equivalent of a song fade out. They're like, "Oh, we don't really know how to finish this. Just just fade to black or cut to commercial in the middle of the interesting parts." <sighs> Let's just get into it because I'm already getting annoyed. <laughs>
0: So first up, we're going to be talking about the October 26th, 1998 Nitro, if for some reason you wanted to watch along. I
1: <laughs> Don't recommend it. Yeah, we'll,
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll tell you if anything's really worth checking out, but it opens with Nitro stills, which you got introduced to for the first time, which you got immediately annoyed by.
1: Yeah, it was very annoying to watch because I know that it's a thing where, like, they can't show footage from the pay-per-views because, like, people paid for it and you shouldn't, like, shortchange them. I think that, like, WWE has done that before, too. So I was like, okay, this is annoying and I hate it, but, like, I understand. And I voiced this to you when we were watching and you were like, oh, no, no, that's, like, a weekly occurrence.
0: Why? Yeah, I don't know how much of it is broadcast to pay-per-view rules versus other stuff because like I've seen WWE video packages where they like will show some of the video and then it'll like kind of like freeze frame slow motion, but they'll have the regular audio keep going or like they won't actually Mm -hmm. show the pinfall and it's like fine. It's like half meant to be artsy, half meant to like, oh yeah, we can't actually show you certain bits it feels like. So yeah, I don't know how much of it is business versus like contracts.
1: That's a good point. I didn't even think about contracts.
0: but. However, they, one of the first things they do is tell you that they are going to be showing some footage from the pay-per-view. Yes. Because they do address that, hey, yeah, we, uh, we cut out. I thought it was just the Goldberg match. I didn't realize it was the end of Hogan Warrior as mm-hmm. well. Which, probably better off not showing that one. <laughs>
1: But yeah, in case you guys haven't listened to episode one, the ending of Halloween Havoc, the the main event, if you will, the last match, got completely cut because they went over time. So nobody saw... What was it? It was DDP Goldberg? Uh,
0: It wasn't that nobody saw it. It was just a matter of like a decent sized portion of the paper, per be honest. they They probably downplayed the number on Nitro, okay. but it was enough people where they felt the need to show it.
1: Fair. So they they said in the episode, okay, we're going to reshow the match once in a lifetime, this one time only.
0: Yeah, Note that. However, <laughs> when are they going to air it?
1: Um, they say later on tonight. No, they
0: say at nine o'clock.
1: Oh, do they say the this time is not time? a
0: ratings ploy? But but we're going to be putting it on right when Raw starts, so <laughs> you should watch that. It's like you're kind of undercutting your your point when you say it's not a ratings ploy, and then put it on directly against your competition. Like right. The first <laughs> second you have competition.
1: We really did notice that in this episode, too. That, like, the first hour of this show is some hot garbage. The first hour is
0: what made us change yeah. up our strategy.
1: As soon as the second hour started and they started going head-to-head with Raw, shockingly, they had their good matches.
0: Also, it, I feel like it undercut the goodwill of them trying to be like, hey, listen, folks, we're sorry. And you have Larry Zbysko in the background, like, hot dog into Larry yeah. Chase. Who also... Um, was talking about computer issues and he mentioned the KY two bug.
1: I, yes, I noticed that the KY two, which I didn't realize was a something on people's minds in 1998. I thought that was a 1999 problem.
0: So we start off with Stevie Ray versus Kenny Chaos, except we don't. We're skipping ahead because yeah. we're going to skip that. We, we skipped Ken. Oh, sorry, we, we skipped that, and then the Nitro opening happened. Yeah. And then Canyon and Prince Ikea,
1: which I will say I kind of like Prince Ikea because he's not like a, a gimmicky Hawaiian Polynesian role. He's not like a fucking voodoo king like they are known to do in wrestling. He like actually like held his own. He wasn't a bad wrestler. Like I did, I did, I did kind of enjoy his king match. I can
0: think of. I don't pretty sure is not Hawaiian. I
1: don't know any like Samoan character they bring out always has some like big gimmick and it's annoying because it undercuts. If they're a good wrestler or not. And Prince Ikea actually was a good wrestler. I kind of enjoyed that match.
0: So the first point in the episode we are actually going to talk about is a Mean Gene interview with the Four Horsemen. So this iteration of the Four Horsemen is Ric Flair, Dean Malenko, Chris Benoit, Arn Anderson, and missing in action, Mongo McMichael.
1: Mongo is the only one that I really don't understand in those four because it's also five. <laughs> yes. And... I don't understand where Mongo has a spot in there, but whatever.
0: Occasionally, the Four Horsemen is five people. Sometimes it's-
1: Are we counting the horse in the Four Horsemen? There's four guys and a horse?
0: Is see, Mongo the horse? See, what I always kind of used to think it was, is it's Ric Flair and the Four Horsemen.
1: Oh, it's like a like a Gladys Knight and the Pip sort of situation.
0: <laughs> Interesting choice, but- that's First I, one that came to mind. That's how I kind of understood it at a certain point. Plus, Ric Flair had been out of the company and just recently returned, and they kind of want to keep the horseman going.
1: Actually, I will take back that Mongo is the one that seems out of place because Mongo's a wrestler. So is Chris Benoit. So is Dean Malenko. So is Ric Flair. Why the fuck is Arn Anderson there? He's a wrestler, is he?
0: Yeah, Have I ever seen him wrestle? He's a fantastic wrestler.
1: Have you ever shown me any of his matches? I don't think so. We should do that.
0: He's a little bit older, so that's probably why. I
1: just thought that he was like an administrative whatever. I was like, he's not a wrestler. Why the hell are you here? Also,
0: you've just given Mongo a bigger compliment than I think he's ever gotten. By calling him a wrestler? He's a wrestler. You know, just like Dean Malenko and Chris Benoit. Well, okay, they Mongo's a former football player and is the most green of that group by a country mile.
1: If anybody asked during this time what's your job, he would say wrestler. Yeah. As would Chris Benoit, as was Dean Malenko, as, as with would Arn
0: Anderson. Really? Yeah. Actually you
1: have At this time?
0: You have seen an Arn Anderson match.
1: Oh no. Not a gimmick match.
0: What do you mean not a gimmick match?
1: Not like a, you're fired, not like a um, Vince McMahon and like the, what are they, what are they, t- the, the two croonies that he has? Oh, the two old white guys. you're
0: thinking of Patterson and Briscoe. Yeah, nothing like that. they have matches? They They're not matches wrestlers. They're
1: not wrestlers either.
0: No, well, I was going to say.
1: Well, me, me, Street Posse, are.
0: You, so you have a different definition of gimmick match than most people. Because like Hell in a Cell or like, or ladder match is a gimmick match. Because to me,
1: it's like wrestlers that aren't wrestlers fighting other wrestlers that aren't wrestlers. That's more a garbage like
0: brawls than Fair. I think.
1: Okay. We'll call it a garbage brawl.
0: But the match you have seen of R. Anderson was an uncensored 1996, that triple, K, that triple doomsday layer cage match.
1: R. Anderson was in that? Yes. Oh, God. Why?
0: Because <laughs> Hulk Hogan wanted to beat everybody. That... I... You're right, maybe I should show you some more Art Henderson, because that's not a good representation. That
1: sigh is just how I feel about wrestling and Hulk Hogan at this time. (sighs) Okay.
0: So I have to ask you, Dean Malenko in 98, is he a hunk? The Iceman, is he a hunk?
1: I don't think Dean Malenko knew where he was during this. He just looked very much not there. So I'm gonna go with no.
0: Why not? Come on.
1: He looked unimpressed, unenthused, uninterested, and just disconnected. Well
0: his character is basically that I wanna wrestle and that's it.
1: <laughs> yeah. But still, I'm gonna go with no.
0: So they don't say too much anything, and then Eric Bischoff comes out.
1: Ooh, Leather Daddy Bischoff. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess that is a way to put it. Uh, so, yeah, he's been feuding with the, the Four Horse and really more Ric Flair. Some of that has been real behind-the-stage politics, and some of it's been... I guess more recently it's been on screen, because they're like... Because for a while, like he'd be backstage. Like, not on TV, just backstage. Like, I'm going to make him homeless. Oh, shit. Yeah, they don't get along. Bischoff comes out and says he underestimated Ric Flair. Says he means a lot to the fans, and the fans want to see him wrestle, so... He's going to wrestle on TV tonight.
1: Woo! And then Ric Flair is like, I'll oh, be ready in 10 minutes.
0: Yeah. No opponent is announced. And Flair's like, I don't trust you, but I'll be there.
1: But and they then, kept saying, he's going to wrestle tonight.
0: He's going to he's gonna be wrestling on TV tonight. And then the, the segment just kind of fades out.
1: Yeah, that's um, kind of it. That, it was supposed to just be like a hype segment. Like, yeah, Ric Flair's going to wrestle.
0: Yeah. yeah. Just like a, a, I'm saying just one of those, like, they don't know how to end a segment.
1: Well, yeah. That's an ongoing theme.
0: Next up in our skip list, we have the aforementioned Alex Wright versus Barry Horowitz. Move on from that.
1: (laughs) I do love Alex Wright, though. We watched him for Halloween Havoc, and I love him.
0: I'm seeing, yeah, there is definitely more stuff that we watched that we're skipping over. I'm looking through through the notes I took originally, and I'm like, oh yeah. Because we're skipping... um, I'm just mentioning this because I literally have a joke I like about it. (laughs) It was Sick Boy versus Wrath. I wrote... Battle of the Xbox Live Gamer Tags.
1: <laughs> I am hopeful that Alex Wright gets a pay per view run and we have a reason to watch him.
0: I think we might have missed it.
1: Ah, okay. Because I do love Das Wunderkind. He, he
0: might. I imagine he'll be in the World War Three match. Okay. There's 60 guys in it. It makes oof. sense he'll be in there. Oof, 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 Next up, we have Mean Gene interview with Kevin Nash. So we're going to do a little role play here. Spice things up. I'm going to be Kevin Nash. You be Scott Hall. Yeah, Scott, where are you? Yeah, and that's a recap of that. Because, <laughs> Jesus Christ, we could not hear a word either of them said. And
1: God bless production because they were trying. You could yeah. hear them like turning up the microphone and like begging something to make a sound and
0: make a like discernible word. <laughs> so what I gathered through context clues, which. That should just be Mean Gene's nickname, mm-hmm. his context. Because that man is constantly trying to be like, oh, don't you mean this? It's mm-hmm. like, that man is steering things.
1: That man has a script, and he's going to stick to it, even if you do not.
0: <laughs> it seemed like Kevin Nash was like, oh, I'm sorry I had to beat up Scott Hall. Scott Hall comes in, and it's like a, you know, it's all water under the bridge. And then the giant just comes in and attacks him. Appears and
1: they, as if from nowhere. Jump,
0: jump scare Big Show. <laughs> just comes in, and they throw him through the fakest looking wall (laughs) that mall it looked fine it looked fine when it was there and then we went through it i'm like like that wall was
1: cardboard yeah
0: well they clearly just blocked out part of the room and just put up the thing and they're just like yep there you go
1: It was just the flimsy, flimsiest wall if i like poked it i would have put a hole in it but i did kind of get mad because the couches that were in that room looked so cozy and did you notice where kevin nash decided to sit on the arm of that couch Like, you have this cozy-ass couch that I would love to sit on and take a nap on, but you sit on the arm. Like, it made me mad. I was also having a rough day when I was watching this, so (laughs) everything was making me mad.
0: Oh, not to cause controversy on this podcast, but we're also skipping over the Judy Bagwell promo.
1: (gasps) Cliff notes, she's upset with her husband. Nope. Her son. Cliff notes, she's upset with her son.
0: Emily, you may not understand this phrase now, but very soon the phrase... Judy Bagwell on a forklift will mean something to you.
1: You've said that to me before. <laughs> I still don't understand the context, but you've definitely said that to me
0: before. Oh god. The thing is, I don't even know when it happens, so I'm gonna it's gonna be announced and I'm gonna freak out. <laughs> That's the
1: one shining light that we're looking forward to by watching Nitro. And
0: that might be on pay per view.
1: That's fine. Something to look forward to.
0: So the first match we're actually gonna be talking about is the Giant and Stevie Ray versus Rick Steiner and Kenny Chaos for the WCW Tag Team Championships.
1: Kenny Chaos.
0: Why did Rick Steiner pick Kenny Chaos?
1: I don't know.
0: So Be- er- earlier in the broadcast, Kenny Chaos lost to Stevie Ray, and then Big Show came out to beat him down.
1: No, the Giant. Sorry, the
0: Gi- I <laughs> That man needs to leave. I can't do it. The Giant came down and beat him down. And then Rick Steiner made the save and is like, you want to be a tag team champion with me? It's like, "Why?"
1: Yeah, I remember thinking about this the first time we watched it. Because this was in our initial run through before we gave up. I remember thinking, like, so you chose the less interesting person that lost an uninteresting match to be your tag team partner. Well, he's not
0: going to pick Stevie Ray's in the NWO.
1: Yeah, but still, like, why do you have to choose from that match? I don't know.
0: Like, <laughs> Yeah, we were you're kind of pondering on you know in the last episode like oh, i wonder who's gonna, who's going to pick I think you guys sting, and it's like a i think we're uh we're as far from that as we can get, so they mentioned that chaos is com- uh completing his second year as a professional wrestler, and after watching his match, I can tell you that is not a lie.
1: the other thing they were harping on in this match was the like the youthful inexperience of kenny chaos and then they're like this 28 year old who's so youthful and so inexperienced he's fighting the giant who's probably like what 21 22 in this match he's old,
0: we looked at it last time he's younger than kenny chaos though. but
1: like most wrestlers that he fights are younger <laughs> like why is 28 youthful
0: did you notice the giant wasn't smoking this this episode
1: yeah, he really lost some badass points from me.
0: I, like, like, who was he? He was just another guy. Just another guy. Just another, you know, another seven-foot, 450-pound four, <laughs> guy.
1: Oh, they also said that the Giant is the largest athlete in pro sports. Is that true?
0: Depends on... Largest is relative. Because most guys who are seven-foot aren't 450 pounds. Fair. So it's a, it's a very selective measurement. Of, because they're not saying he's the tallest or the heaviest or, or the, yeah. Yeah. Largest is relative because they, they still say that.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: And depending on the year, Big Show goes anywhere from like 400 pounds to like 500. <laughs> did you notice the botched kick out from the giant?
1: I did not.
0: So Kenny Chaos goes to pit him and the giant goes he to like the press out of it. But the ref... Ruff goes down to count and like doesn't slap the mat for He like misses the mat for one, but like still counts it. Oh. So then he goes to he counts two. And then he goes then he literally goes to count three and he doesn't kick out because he didn't hear he the, first the first one. <laughs> They're like, Oh he got his shoulder up or he's in the ropes or something and I'm like, that's
1: Well, I mean, how could Chaos pin the giant? He's so big.
0: It's not a Royal Rumble.
1: He's so big. How could you defeat him? But does, I did like
0: it try, it try, no, giant does not get pinned in this match. I was gonna say no. He got pinned on uh, on on Sunday.
1: <laughs> I did like in this match the uh, the mid bear hug tag.
0: So related to the giant botching, I I don't know what happened with the finish because he he just walks out of the ring in the middle of Rick Steiner setting up for his finisher. <laughs> yeah. It's like oh, he went after chaos. I'm like.
1: He just kind of like rolled out of the ring very slowly. No, he
0: because he he climbs over the top rope, oh, so he it's does, a, yeah. yeah, it is a very slow process of just like I'm out. Like you kicked him out of the ring, and then just like no, go get Rick Steiner. Yeah, I this match was uh... although underwhelming. The, the giant is a kayfabe idiot. Oh, is he? I mean, just literally, in, just in general, the character Paul White plays in pro wrestling pretty much always seems to be a bit dumb. He- I
1: don't think of him as dumb in the NWO. I don't think of him as, like, stupid. Like, when he goes to WWE, he, like, becomes a little silly.
0: Like, it's it's never... I don't know how ever intentionally stupid it's supposed to look. Example, he, when he debuts in February in WWF, the first thing he does is, like, come through the ring to interfere in a Steve Austin versus Vince McMahon cage match and accidentally make Steve Austin win. Because he throws him too hard and the cage wall, like, opens. <laughs> he debuts by fucking up.
1: I never thought of him as, like, the big bumbling idiot.
0: I don't think that's what they're going for. I think just the way they write him, that mm-hmm. is it. So, yeah, Rick Steiner hits the finisher he was setting up for and they retain. Woo! Which, I don't know why it was Stevie Ray and not Scott Steiner. Or, I guess Scott Steiner's kind of ducking his brother, but was the tag match... When it was originally booked, was Stevie Ray part of the tag match? I don't because think... Because he had a match earlier in the night. Yeah, I don't think so. So why would the NWO pick Stevie Ray? Uh, I mean, I guess he beat Chaos earlier, if you want to go with that. But, like, why, why are you sending out a guy... There's 4,000 people in the NWO.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask you for a rundown of who's in the NWO later on, but I'm not even sure you could.
0: We, we need a spinoff episode for that. <laughs> Thoughts on the, the match?
1: I don't like Stevie Ray's singlet. Yeah. It's really ugly.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's not a great look. Also, Um, I don't... I mean, I guess because he uses it, but I don't understand the obsession with the slapjack.
1: I like that it's on his butt cheeks. Because you can slap him. Now, (laughs) what
0: if... What if there was a wrestler just called Slapjack?
1: I'm surprised there's not.
0: There is. Ah, there you go. He's part of Retribution. (laughs) Along with Mace and, like, T-Bar. Who? Oh, yeah. So next up, we have... Eric Bischoff coming out for a swerve. Because Ric Flair is going to wrestle on TV tonight. We're going to show footage, very selective footage of their match from uh, Bash of the Beach 1994, 1994. Which, I did laugh at them being... I know it's this one isn't in, in its entirety. But what do they say about the goldberg UDP match?
1: Never done this before. This is a once-in-a-lifetime thing we don't we can't we don't we don't we, we don't reshow pay-per-view footage is once in a lifetime one time only
0: and then they showed the main event i mean yeah. granted it's from four years previous but it's it's like oh you kind of undercut that so it's very selective editing that it's just anytime rick flair looks like a coward because he was at the time a chicken like kind of a chicken shit heel and hogan was the face like that's hulk hogan's debut match oh really yeah
1: he only debuted four years before this
0: in wcw Oh.
1: Yeah, this whole segment really frustrated me because I went through, like, my whole thought process on this. Like, oh, so he's not wrestling? Okay, so we're just going to watch Ric Flair's greatest hits. That's kind of dumb. Oh, no, it's not Ric Flair's greatest hits. It's one match, and we're not seeing all of it. We're only seeing little bits, and then he loses in that match. It's Eric Bischoff being a dick, but yeah, I was just, I was getting very frustrated.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it is a little frustrating, but also it's like, they're obviously building towards him eventually having a match. I don't know if that's going to be with Hogan or with uh, Bischoff. At this point, I kind of hope or it's both. Bischoff. Yeah, my gut's saying Bischoff, but like I wouldn't be upset with Arn Anderson and Ric Flair versus Hogan and Bischoff.
1: That could be good. If you show me Arn Anderson matches, I can prove to me that he's an actual wrestler.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it's, I think it's already happened where they had a match of... It was Hogan and Bischoff versus... I want to say, like, DDP and Jay Leno. Okay. Yeah. So, Hogan and Bishop have teamed together on pay-per-view.
1: <laughs> Kinda. Sorry. Oh, they had a whole point in that... They had a whole thing in this whole Ric Flair thing about the phrase, by golly. I don't remember the whole, like, context for it, but, like, the commentators just went off on, like, by golly. <laughs> I'll
0: be honest. I, I As soon as they, they were showing the the... Like, like, oh, it'd just be this match. I'm like, okay, I get the gist and I just tuned out. However, I did tune back in for why was Shaquille O'Neal there at the end of that match in ninety four?
1: I missed that. Yeah,
0: Mr. T and Shaq were there. Mr. T shows up in wrestling every now and again.
1: Did he pity the fool?
0: Probably. (laughs) But yeah, for some reason Shaq was there.
1: Maybe he's a fan. Put him on the scale next to the giant. Let's see who's bigger.
0: Shaq has actually Wrestled in two matches, I want to say. He's so big. The last time I remember him showing up is he was a surprise entrant for one of the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royals. I think it was WrestleMania 32 because I think it was one that like everybody just wanted to die at that point. (laughs) But he did that, and then I think on like a random Raw that he hosted, he's like faced off with Big Show. Big Show always wanted to have an actual like match Mm -hmm. with him. I don't know if they had to match that one or if it was just like a, a stare down and they kind of brawled a bit. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I don't know why he was there.
1: Yeah, that is strange. I never, I didn't even notice him.
0: So they cut back to the live arena and Eric Bischoff says, Ric Flair will always be second fiddle to Hulk Hogan. And that's it.
1: That's kind of it. But I also noticed that after this segment was kind of done, the commentators were like, oh, that was so evil and vile of Eric Bischoff. Well, two of them were. I cannot remember the commentators' names to save my life. Oh, well, I'm saying Bobby so to Bobby, me, Bobby they are he- all the one person. No,
0: Bobby Heat. Oh, you gotta learn who Bobby Heat is. He's I will great. eventually. Oh, he's like, oh, it was great. <laughs> Except for the fact that there's the issue of Bobby Heat and Fade hates Hulk Hogan.
1: Oh, really? <laughs> because. <laughs> That's fun.
0: Both of them were in WWF and, like, you know, like main, like Hulkamania era kind of, you know. Is like
1: Bobby Heat also a wrestler?
0: You know, I think back to it. I... I don't know if, like, if he, if he wrestled, it would have been a long time ago. I forget mm-hmm. if he ever had an in- in career, or if he just became a manager. But like, he was a manager and commentator in WWF in like the the kind of mid to late eighties, mm-hmm. and was always a heel and hated Hogan. So okay. when Hogan heel turned and joined the NWL, he was like, "I told you so!" I told <laughs> you he was a piece of shit. <laughs> Ugh. So next up, we have Hooventude uh, Guerrero versus Kidman. Hoovy. Which we need to address the fact that Disco Inferno got screwed over. Yeah. What? So Disco won against Hoovy at Halloween Havoc, and then had to wrestle again the same night against Kidman. lost Lawson gets in, a, you know, a title match the next night. Fresh, and I'm like,
1: what yeah, the that hell? doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I mean, I liked this match. I like Huvie and Guerrero, and I love Kidman.
0: Huvie is very flippy. He's like he very, is very flippy. flippy. Kidman, I thought. Kidman's offense is weird because he wrestles like a power guy, but he's a cruiserweight. I guess, you know, somebody needs a power, Someone needs to be the power of that division, but he doesn't wrestle like a high flyer.
1: He doesn't, but he's got like a good pacing to him. That makes his matches really interesting to watch. Like I don't have a lot to say about this match or the other Kidman match that we watched just because like I was watching the screen and I was like into it because when they like these fast paced matches, that's what gets my attention. That's why I kind of like the cruiserweights. Because it's, like, nonstop and it keeps moving. It's, like, the, the big guys that just, like, kind of stand in the corner and, like, punch each other in the face. Like, that's kind of it. Yeah.
0: I just wish they had a little little bit more character. Like, they're both very white meat babies. Hoovy way more so. Oh, I, Hoovy definitely I think, I, I, think I, I compared, like, the one two three kid last yeah. episode. And it's, like, that is very much that.
1: I still found it very fun to watch. I really liked this match.
0: Did you like the top rope, and Rana? Yes. I thought you would. <laughs> so, I noticed a trend. And I want us to keep track of this. During the Disco Inferno Kidman match from Halloween Havoc, Disco was going for a pile driver or a Powerbomb and he got countered into like a Face Buster. Mm-hmm. Hoovy goes for a Powerbomb out of nowhere and it gets countered into a Face Buster. That's two. We'll, okay. we'll, we'll note that.
1: Okay. Just Is something... this a Kidman thing?
0: We'll see. Do we'll... you
1: not know? Or you do know? You totally
0: know. I, I, I don't. I'm saying we'll, also we'll see what happens in his match later. And much like the match on Sunday and the match later, Hoovy almost kills his opponent with a shooting star press. <laughs> yeah, his knee like almost smashes right into Hoovy's head.
1: <sighs> oh, shooting star presses scare me. I
0: know, and they shouldn't. They're they're beautiful.
1: They are like they are very pretty, but when they go wrong, they go very wrong.
0: Yeah, like I've shown or you. They
1: could go very wrong.
0: I've shown you a couple of like Evan Bourne's ones. Mm-hmm. I also showed you the, the one recently where. The uh, Where he debuts at AEW and crashes and burns because he, 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 like, slips.
1: Oh, God, yeah, I forgot yeah, about that.
0: That's the same, same guy. It's, like, poor <sighs> guy. Oh, Hoovy. No, not not Hoobie. That's at Devon Bourne.
1: I don't know who oh he's Oh, my a- God, it's Jason Bourne.
0: <laughs> oh, God. I don't know how to move on from <laughs> that. I thought this was a pretty good match. I really liked it. I, I have different expectations for Nitro matches as I supposed to do for pay-per-view matches, so I don't know how i compare it to the other ones.
1: I'm still trying to like compare Nitro to SmackDown, like apples to apples, kind of, even though you said this is the equivalent to a Raw. Yeah. But I'm comparing what I know to what I know, and I feel like this is a match that would not be out of place on SmackDown.
0: No. So, after this, they cut to commercial after like giving them four seconds to celebrate, <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, there is no breathing time after any of these matches. You don't let anything sit and just be.
0: I don't know if that'll slow down or not. I mean, you have three hours. You make it work.
1: I just feel like you could have a little bit of breathing room in three hours. They put a lot of matches in three hours. Like I know that WWE has more of a tendency to do like backstage funsies and stupid shit. Like
0: yeah, very. I would say I think there was one thing backstage, and it was Bret Hart being taped up. Yeah. Because they they tend to kind of just cut to the commentators instead, mm-hmm. and they did after this match. And I have the smallest of gripes, but it did piss me off. I don't even. You might have just skipped right over it, but they had two um, they had two videotapes they were selling.
1: Oh yeah, skip this.
0: It was uh, Randy Savage, the man behind the madness.
1: I did not skip this.
0: And they had Sting unmasked.
1: Yes. Sting doesn't wear a mask. Sting wears face paint. <laughs> yes. Sting is a face paint character. He's not a mask character. He's not Kane, even though I swear he wants to be Kane. He doesn't. Mm, they are extremely mm, different. Agree to disagree, because their, char- their, their characters you may be different. You read a book about Kane. Shut up We don't need to talk about that. I'd like to remove that from my brain, from my memory, if I could possibly do that. But you won't let me. No,
0: Sting's a former surfer character.
1: How did he get into this? He,
0: um, he watched The Crow the crow the movie the crow i never saw that
1: i know but regardless he's not a masked wrestler so (laughs) they're marketing him as something that he is not anyway
0: next up we have a uh scott Steiner and buff bagwell promo was not as fun
1: no but cue the fucking nwo music yeah probably what the third time tonight at this point have we even hit the second hour and we've we've at at least three
0: we have because uh goldberg
1: oh yeah that already happened okay
0: so, Scott comes out and calls Buff the best setup man in the business, which I feel like then kills his ability as a setup man. Yeah. You would think, but the next episode, it's fine.
1: <laughs> this whole segment was just like, you know, friends for life, best buddies, they you know, do, fuck women.
0: They, <laughs> they do say they're friends for life, and, and, and then they hug.
1: They do, they're best buddies. Was
0: this the one where he uses gay slurs against Roddy Piper?
1: I don't think so. Okay. It's one of them.
0: He definitely, uh... because I was like, oh, Scott Snyder promos are usually fun. Maybe I'll cut them in. And it's like, oh, nope.
1: (laughs) I like the line in this one, though. Do you love me for my mind or do you love me for my body?
0: (laughs) Buff Bagwell just points to him the whole time. All right. How do you feel about Buff Bagwell constantly just jumping around the ring and pointing at Scott Snyder?
1: That honestly doesn't bother me. I don't really really care.
0: Or is is he annoying to you?
1: He's he nothing to me so i guess like neither here nor there i guess yeah
0: how'd you feel about Buff bagwell saying that women women's listen place up, is, women. is in the house and cooking, in the kitchen and, cooking and cleaning and taking care of their man and then he tells his dad to get his mom and in, in uh oh god what did he say it was uh set her straight and yeah. i'm like
1: mm, listen no. up women
0: jeff jarrett 99 vibes Relatively, you excited to eventually see Jeff Jarrett?
1: No, I'm just like the actual reason that Buff is out here was not for declarations of friendship or for degrading women. He wants a rematch with his brother. Yes, Scott wants it. Scott wants rematch.
0: Well, he says he wants it. I think. Well, that's what he says. He calls J.J. Dillon out so he can, he can book a rematch.
1: Okay, I didn't know he called J.J. out. I thought AJJ just came out.
0: No, no, no. He said, like, I want J.J. Dylan here because I, I want to have a rematch. Oh, uh, okay. Because he specifically needs J.J. Dylan because then he wants... Because
1: Cause they're pissed at him.
0: He wants J.J. Dillon and then Dylan comes out and is like, we're in the third hour. We don't have the fucking time for this. <laughs> and he's like, no, nah, I lied. Um, why was there a different ref that finished the match than started it? And for the life of me, I don't understand why Jay Dillon doesn't actually say... Because Buff Bagwell beat him up.
1: Yeah, that's what I was confused by, too. He's like, oh, too. if you
0: watch the replay, you know. It's like, just... just say do. the
1: actual reason.
0: You think I'm going to re-buy or buy a pay-per-view after the fact? After I watch Nitro, does it watch fucking... Oh, why was there a different ref in Scott Steiner's match?
1: Yeah, that didn't make any sense to me. Like that actually made me think that I missed something.
0: No, just JJ Dylan didn't defend himself, and then they beat up JJ J. Dillon. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and, really... and he
0: puts him in the Steiner recliner, which <laughs> oh man, that that is one of the worst looking finishing submission oh. moves I think I've seen.
1: But the commentary when they put him in that man, in that that hold, did you hear it?
0: I know, I think I missed it.
1: You can't do that to that man. That man's wearing glasses. Oh, I did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're right because I think about how I, I watched that, and I think about how you wear glasses, and I was like,
1: "You can't oh, do that! I'm wearing glasses." I need to put
0: her in the silent recliner. <laughs> so yeah, and then security gets in the ring, and they, they cut the commercial.
1: Yeah, they don't let it finish.
0: Yeah, they just
1: just cut. Any bit of interest, cut.
0: And much like who doesn't know how to end segments, the commentators don't know theme songs because well, they only know one. I don't think you just signed the NWO. That was the (laughs) NWO. That was the NWO. (laughs) I don't know. I think it was just the key you were in. It sounded sounded like something different. I don't know what. I was going for NWO. Listen, it's going to hit me what I heard in like three days.
1: If it hits you while you're editing, splice it in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the one thing that I do appreciate, if I can appreciate anything about the NWO theme, they don't do the, like, flash photography still frame, like, entrance that they do in the WWE.
0: I don't know if that'll come back. Because they, I hated that. Well, because they did do it. That's where that comes from.
1: Well, yeah. I guess I knew that. But they're not doing it right now.
0: Yeah, we'll see if that comes back or not. I
1: hate that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, obviously everyone knows the NWO theme, but the commentators don't know the Warriors theme because the lights go out and like, they, the theme's playing and they're like, oh my god, what's who happening? Who is it? What is that? Like, who is this? I'm like, it's the guy feuding with Hulk Hogan for the past couple of months. Like, I know he hasn't been around, but, you know, learn the theme.
1: But he's been around for a very long time. Yeah,
0: they're like, oh, I, I, I can't even see my format sheet. Bobby Heaney's like, I never even have one. And I'm like, is that Bobby Heaney trying to uphold kayfabe? Like, oh, we don't know what's going to happen.
1: Maybe. But I also wouldn't be surprised if he just didn't have a sheep.
0: Yeah. So Warrior runs out and is gassed as soon as he hits the ring. Like, he's out he's at it. Like, he's like out of it. The Warrior. Uh, he calls the Hulk Hogan win bullshit. Then Hulk Hogan comes out and some other. Like, they actually see, actually see Hogan come out and then just. Like, three other NW members just, like, apparate.
1: Yeah, I noticed that. I was like, are they hiding under the ring? Like, is Horace down there just hanging out with the giant? Like...
0: Yeah, because he beats up Horace, he beats up the giant, I think he beats up Hulk, I think that, and then, then Bischoff he hits. I there think that's it. Else. I think there was only Stevie Ray, maybe. I don't know, he ran, he's randomly involved in a lot yeah, of Yeah, it
1: segments. was, it was Hogan, Horace, and Bischoff.
0: And, oh, do you like, um, do you like the Warriors' Batman references?
1: I didn't get them.
0: The same warrior time, same warrior place, same warrior channel.
1: Is that, is that a Batman
0: thing? It's a 60s Batman thing. Oh, to
1: my I had no idea. Like an old
0: Adam West one. Like, same bat time, same bat place, same bat channel.
1: I did not notice that. I did like it, though. I really like his calf um, dressage, if you can call it that.
0: Well, I hope you enjoyed it. You'll never see The Warrior on WCW television again Wait, what? That's it
1: He's done That was his last (laughs) match on What? That's the last time you see him That wasn't even a match
0: Unless he shows up randomly in TNA I think the next time you see him on You know, cable television Is when he goes into the Hall of Fame in
1: 2014 What? Yep, that's it what happened?
0: He is a pain in the ass to work with.
1: Oh, so we got fired. He didn't walk out.
0: He could have been either. What?
1: That's, wow. That's shocking. Yep. I didn't think that was the last we'd see of the warrior.
0: Or like, I knew it was. So I thought they would do something to write him off. Not.
1: They did nothing. Not, it was a nothing not segment. fight off
0: the NWO and then be like, I'm the, I'm the warrior. And that's it.
1: But they said, like, same warrior time, same warrior place, same warrior channel. But, like, not?
0: Technically, it's same warrior time, place, and channel. There's just no warrior. (laughs) All the other things are still true. Yeah, thoughts on the Ultimate Warrior and R2. I mean, he had a great run with us. Yeah,
1: wow. (laughs) Two whole episodes. I just like, I like his whole look. I think it's fun. I'm sad I won't see it anymore. I want that, that calf frill.
0: Yeah, and I think, I think the Renegade, who we talked about last time, uh, I think he's already in different gear. So when you see him next, I don't think he'll be rocking the knockoff warrior look. No. So our main event of this Nitro is DDP versus Bret Hart for the United States title.
1: Oh, we're skipping the, the match that I watched. Scott Hall, Scott Steiner, Lex Luger and Conan. Yeah,
0: so we only had a miscommunication about whether or not we needed to actually watch. It was Lex Luger and Conan versus scott hall and scott steiner and i think i looked at that and i went i'm not watching that one so the bit i guess it makes sense to explain how we picked these matches
1: yeah that's probably a good idea
0: i looked at the pay-per-view lineup and kind of decided all right what what actually ties in with the pay-per-view and then just some kind of select other like okay this is clearly a storyline they're setting up like Rick Flair and Eric Bischoff, at least on paper, don't you know have any match kind of stuff at World War Three, but that's an ongoing storyline <clears> and that'll <throat> have a payoff eventually. So we just stay up to date on that.
1: I can't remember because we were talking throughout the day about this episode. I can't remember if I texted you that I was angry after this um, this tag team match or later on.
0: You asked me, "Is this what blue balls feels like?"
1: i was so angry let me just vent a little bit about this tag team because we won't we won't go into detail about it but there was one funny moment and then i'll just get mad but this 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 match was a shit show from the beginning like they spent about 0.02 seconds in the the ring and then they just went to the audience and started beating each other up and it's like is this an odq match i don't fucking know and then they come back to the ring and all four of them get into the ring and one of the commentators goes who's legal the other people go who cares
0: oh yeah, like if that's that. not
1: wcw in a nutshell boom
0: <laughs> yeah so scott hall intentionally knocks the ref out of the ring and then conan is holding scott steiner like against the ropes while lex luger puts hall in the torture rack mm-hmm. and then steiner breaks it up and they're like what happened to the ref for the commercial and then it cuts back and Michael Buffer's just in the ring and it's all been sorted.
1: Yeah, and then they just so announced like, the main event.
0: Like, oh man, that was uh that
1: was a wild ass. They're like,
0: Thank God we got all that sorted. And I'm like, You
1: who won? I got so angry watching that, but
0: yeah. Anyway. Was, <laughs> I watched the last thirty seconds and I went, I'm glad I didn't watch that match.
1: <laughs> and I was watching this at my desk at work. I was just so angry.
0: Yeah, and you can't even get I was, I can't get I was vocally able to yell. angry, yeah. yeah.
1: I couldn't, because if I got vocally angry, my coworkers would know that I'm watching wrestling at my desk at work.
0: (laughs) So Michael Buffer is here to announce the Bret Hart DDP US title main event match. Michael Buffer making those couple thousand dollars. Mm -hmm. And it was the Hoovy and Kidman match, I noticed. And I want you to keep an ear out for the next one, unless you notice too. The regular commentator... They have his mic mixed so poorly, I literally could not hear anything he said.
1: I didn't really notice that. Yeah, I was also actively trying to not listen to commentators because they got to a point where they were really annoying. Not me. the
0: commentators, the the like the, the ring announcer.
1: Oh no, I didn't miss. I didn't yeah. notice that.
0: The ring announcer just like you, just completely like inaudible through all of it.
1: I did not notice that. I don't take your word for it.
0: So, how do you feel about DDP getting two title matches within twenty four hours?
1: You know, I didn't actually realize that. Because we'd watched Halloween Havoc, like, a week ago at this point, it didn't click in my brain that that was within 24 hours of each other. That's kind of... I, I don't I, know I, how to I, feel well, about it. And
0: especially because his went, his went on after 11. It's definitely within 24
1: hours. <laughs> yeah. I don't actually know how I feel about that. Because, like, I really like DDP in WCW, which is something that I never thought I would say watching him during the fucking invasion. But I'm not mad about him getting two title shots.
0: Yeah, there is a... There's an argument be made on both sides of this for, like, the, the U.S. belt here is meant to be similar to the Intercontinental title in WWF. Okay. Meant to achieve the same thing. Sure. And there's the difference of opinion of, should this title be more of a mid-card kind of title? Mm-hmm. Or should it be the main eventers who aren't wrestling for the world title?
1: In this case, it's that, yeah? Yes.
0: What do you think? Do you have an opinion either way?
1: I feel like it should be mid-card.
0: Yeah, I kind of give them something to do. Like, Yeah, like, something to fight for. Yeah, because it does feel like there is a gap in mm-hmm. WCW. Like a decent-sized gap between, big between gap. The, the U.S. championship and, like, Jericho's TV title and, like, the Cruiserweight title. Yeah. The gap between the world title and the U.S. belt is dramatically smaller than the gap between the TV title and the U.S. belt.
1: Yeah, and it's just like... It's a lot more obvious in WCW who is, like, the names and who is not. Like, yeah. who are the big guys and who are not the big guys. Well, that's
0: part of the appeal that WCW has is that they just got all the names. Like, if you look at, like, the roster and look at people who are, like, former world champions, like, there's a lengthy list. And especially if you look at guys who would eventually become ones. Because, mm-hmm. like, Booker T and Scott Snyder haven't yet won a world title, but, like, they will. yeah. So it's like there is a very heavy star power almost an issue because then it's it's the syndrome line from The Incredibles If everyone's super, no one is. That's it's like true. I don't care about Lex Luger. Yeah. I also I just don't care about Lex Luger. <laughs> but it's like you can't you can't push everybody.
1: But they're trying to push enough people that makes like these smaller people look infantile. Like, are you telling me that Alex Wright is, should even be playing on the same team as Lex Luger and Bret Hart and... Exactly. Yeah, like, it's so vastly different.
0: Yeah, and it's like, you can you can build stars, but you have enough guys under contract for so long and guys who have creative control. Like, Macho Man still, we I mean something... He's you, still on the roster. Yeah, he got written off shortly before Hollywood Havoc by getting beat down. That's mm. uh, actually part of the Bret Hart heel turn.
1: Oh, okay, I was going to ask you about that. Because, like, I always thought that Bret Hart was, like, good guy, you know, eat your vegetables, take your vitamins, drink your milk, like, that kind of a guy. I
0: wouldn't... He kind of was. He was never as, like, virtuous like that. Like, like that. that's a, that's an old-school Hogan thing. Yeah. Bret Hart's thing was, I'm a good guy who's a great wrestler. Like, that was his character for a very long time. Okay. And then WF turned him heel as, like, a anti-America kind of gimmick.
1: Oh yeah, because he's
0: Canadian. Yeah, and it it worked fantastically. The issue with his heel turn in WWF was Shawn Michaels came back and then was like, "Oh yeah, now he now he's a top heel," and Bret Hart's like, "You you turn I went from being the top face to the number two heel. I don't like
1: that, which is fair. I mean, I'd be pissed."
0: Yeah, but I I I love Bret Hart's jawing with the crowd. Like I think he <laughs> he's very good at both. But I I do I think I like the character of asshole Bret Hart more because <laughs> like he 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 just gets it. There's certain guys in wrestling who just get it. Yeah, and he's one of them because if you can piss off the fans, they want you to lose. True, and he is constantly just like shut up
1: i do like that like, if was, you know how to bounce off the crowd that like does wonders for you
0: there was the one woman in halloween havoc like in the front row who he was just bitching oh, bitching yeah. out the whole time
1: <laughs> i <laughs> wanted to look into and see if that was somebody's like mother i, I, I,
0: yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you caught it because there's a line in commentary that bret hart actually won the title when it was vacant against tdp
1: oh i missed that no
0: yeah because bret hart beat him up backstage
1: Okay, yeah, I did catch them talking about that. Like they weakened, that Brett weakened him up backstage before taking
0: him out. That was yeah the last matchup. This is a pr- um I thought this is a pretty good match. I know we're not gonna go as in depth on on the Nitro episodes, but yeah, I enjoyed this one. I think I I enjoyed it more than the Sting match
1: from Halloween Havoc. Yeah, yeah. There was one part in this match that I did really like though, the ref like kind of berating Brett when he was pinning DDP. He's like, were you on the rope? No. Then why was the rope moving? I don't know. <laughs> like, it's like he's like getting in trouble by his dad.
0: So the finish of this match has Brett going for the brass knuckles again, just like he did on Sunday. Yes. But DDP counters into the diamond cutter and pins him.
1: No. I have a question again. Was this a no DQ match?
0: No, they, they, he, the ref was like, knocked out and distracted.
1: There was a point. There was a point where Bret Hart was literally face-to-face with a standing, conscious ref with his brass knuckles, like, up towards his face. Oh, I miss. And nothing was said. No bell was rung. It should have been a DQ. Like, I'm glad the DDP won regardless, but, like, that should have been it.
0: Technically speaking, unless you actually hit him with the object, it's not a DQ.
1: So even if you have it, that's not an issue? Like, I I could just bring a chair into the ring and just, like, sit in it? I guess.
0: And yeah, it's. I don't like that. Yeah, it's a matter of it is illegal to use the object as a weapon, like you know, what's the difference between bringing it in and sitting in it versus the chairs outside and just sitting on the outside. Also, are you saying it's illegal to sit the chair in the middle of the ring
1: during a match?
0: No, it is. It is only a DQ if you actually strike your opponent with. But like, come a, on, he a wasn't... foreign object, or as they eventually call it to an international object. <laughs>
1: But it wasn't like he just kind of had the brass knuckles on one finger, like, oh, I just found these. Like, no, they were on his hand, in a fist, face-to-face, eye contact with the ref.
0: It it is basically (laughs) the same thing of, in the Jericho-Raven match from Halloween Havoc, Mm -hmm. Canyon runs down gets in the apron. Jericho knocks him off the apron. Yeah. If Canyon had come in and hit Chris Jericho, that's a disqualification. But because Jericho...
1: That I can get more behind because he was just on the on the apron. He didn't actually come in. Like, yeah, he interfered with the match, but he didn't get in the ring.
0: Yeah. It is like, all- if you
1: had the brass knuckles on the apron and you didn't actually use them, they were just there. <laughs> I guess that's different.
0: I don't know. We're going to have to make, agree to disagree on this yeah. one because... But that—that that is the rules. So going forward, when you see that, that is what Okay. You have to actually use the object. Okay.
1: Because I you feel like there even, was a chair that was pulled out at some point tonight, too. Because and... you
0: can even swing the object. If you miss, it's not a DQ.
1: Okay. So wait, you're telling me that if I have a gun and I shoot it, but I miss you, it's not attempted murder?
0: No, I'm saying it's not actual murder.
1: I was aiming. You still get arrested for attempted murder?
0: <laughs> yeah, but that's the difference. There's no such thing as attempted DQ. If he took a chair and swung it? there's you, you don't lose a match for attempted DQ.
1: Oh, I can't re- I can't wrap my head around that. That's so stupid. Well, oh, my
0: God. Well, literally, the point of it is the finish of this match, which uh. is Bret Hart did not actually succeed in cheating because if Bret Hart gets disqualified, he retains the title.
1: Yeah. Like, it's good the DVP won, but, like...
0: Yeah. It, it, it gives, you know, it gives the challenger for title a chance to just, like, not like oh, I guess he brought it in mm-hmm. the ring, so I don't win the title now. That broke me a little bit. <laughs> if you
1: swing the the weapon, it's not a DQ.
0: It's happened. How
1: the fuck? Ah! Okay, I won't do my I won't scream into the microphone like I want to, but ooh, I want to.
0: <laughs> Post match, Brett hits DDP with the brass knuckles. Yeah. now. And then brings a chair and it just works over the knee.
1: Like, all bets are off now. Like, it's after the match. Like, that I'm fine with. Like, yeah, bring in whatever fucking weapon you got. Like, the bell rang. It's done.
0: Did you know you can lose a match after you've won it?
1: What? Why? How? What? Since,
0: since we're just talking about DQs. Yeah. Let's say Brett got DDP in the sharpshooter. Yeah. DDP tap down. Yeah. If Brett does not release the hold after the match, the referee can reverse the decision and, like, call it a DQ.
1: Okay, well, that makes sense. If it's, like, the, the match-winning hold, I guess I could figure that yeah. out. But, like, in this, like, post-Bell yeah. era that we're in at this point, like, era is the wrong word for that, but, like, this moment... No,
0: everyone loves the post-Bell era. You know, <laughs> WWF from 1998 to 2001. The post-Bell era, that's great.
1: Anyway. No, if, like, after the bell rang and Brett's using all these weapons and everything, like, if, if that was DDP doing all of that, if they had, like, taken away his win, I would have been very much not okay with that. That seems like a cheat.
0: So Brent just keeps working over DDP with his chair. Mm-hmm. And the fans are chanting for Goldberg and he, like, doesn't come out for quite a while.
1: There was something else that happened during this match that also made me laugh, though. The, re- the commentators were like, look how long and hard this match has gone. And I checked the time at that point when they said that. It hadn't even been 10 minutes. Like, wow. The difference between the, the match lengths of WCW versus WWF or E is
0: incredible well in 98 they were pretty much this short
1: in wwef too
0: on on tv yeah
1: oh i'm just yeah. used to the 20 minute matches because, yeah it's
0: <laughs> it's basically because the monday night war is still kind of you know still in full swing I mean, so yeah. it's a okay like
1: if they're doing it so are we
0: it's more if you don't like something it'll be over soon so like mm. stick around
1: and honestly i kind of appreciate that like, I I would rather sit through a five-minute shitty match than a 25-minute shitty match.
0: Yeah, but I also would rather have a 20-minute good match. So. Yeah, but
1: if you do five-minute shitty match, there's more of a chance for there to be a 10-minute good match. Like, because you can fit more in. And, like, by, you know.
0: I don't know how much they know that it's going to be a shitty match going in. I I,
1: <laughs> I feel like they have an idea. Yeah,
0: I, was, I sometimes wonder. It's like, a, how much do you know that this is going to bomb?
1: I feel like they've got to kind of know.
0: So the fans are chanting for Goldberg, and he just takes his sweet time coming out. Like, he, GDP is getting like, like almost having his career ended, and yeah. Goldberg just doesn't come out. But Goldberg does come out with like six seconds left.
1: He doesn't even make it into the ring. No, he, he
0: literally gets into the ring and end. And then, and then they
1: cut yeah. it because, oh, like, I was looking at the uh, the timestamp for this too. Like, they were still fighting, and it was like, okay, we have thirty seconds left. Are we gonna cut? Are we gonna like end this? Is somebody gonna like? You know, break it up. And then Goldberg shows up. I'm like, w- if I was watching this live when this aired, I would have been furious.
0: Yeah, your you're world champion who defended the title last night, it shows up for six seconds. If that. Yeah.
1: I would have been livid. <sighs> so
0: that was our first episode of Nitro.
1: Ooh, an episode two.
0: Well, next up we have the October 29th Thunder. And now, next yeah, <laughs> now we have the uh, November 2nd episode of Monday Nitro. So we start this Nitro with uh, a Booker T interview.
1: We started out, the episode doesn't start out like this, but no, we chose we to, to watch this one.
0: Yeah, this this one we did not watch the first half of at all. We only no. watched the highlights. so
1: Much less to talk about in this episode, but... <laughs> a
0: little bit. Uh, so Booker T, uh, making his return, because he's been out for either two months or three months, depending on who's talking. <laughs> so they, they said it was late August. So to me, that's two months in a week.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. But uh, because it's in the third month, it's been three months. But Booker T without the dreads is something to see. Is he? I think he's more attractive.
0: He looks like a retired football player to me. Like he looks like someone mm-hmm. who's going to appear on like you know NFL like Commentary. game
1: day. Yeah. yeah, I I like it. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it, it's one of those. I'm like, oh, this is just weird.
1: It does make him look older. I'll give him that. Like more mature, I guess.
0: Yeah. But so he's been out after somebody, some mystery attacker, took him out.
1: I was really hoping for them to do like a recap package with this, like. No. Some sort of video of like what happened, like any kind of evidence of what, how he was attacked or where he was attacked or literally anything. No.
0: God, I'm just picturing Triple H and WCW where he can't cut to the footage. Oh, God. <sighs> the poor man.
1: <laughs> Triple H has to rely on his words, his descriptive.
0: <laughs> Hi- hires actors. Like, all right, can you guys just recreate what <laughs> happened?
1: Everybody turn and take a look at the. Actors at the
0: the local community (laughs) college theater. Um, so Uh, he weirdly draws out who attacked him, but turns out it was Scott Hall,
1: yeah. And like, as I was watching this, I was trying to think, like, did they say anything about a feud with like, did they even mention Booker T during Halloween Havoc?
0: I don't believe so, okay. But yeah, so the attacker was Scott Hall, and he challenged him to a match later, yeah. And
1: then, oh, and then um Jean was like, Why would you hold out on this information? If you knew this, why would you hold out on this?
0: Does <laughs> Mean Gene a Southern belle? Yes. <laughs> Plowing ahead. <laughs> uh we have a fun? Bret Hart in Ring interview. Not on the stage, in the ring. Yes. With me and Jean.
1: Yes, and he's very somber, very serious. Yeah. Backwards hat. Yes.
0: So he was supposed to wrestle Lex Luger tonight, but he has a groin pull.
1: As someone who's never pulled their groin, is that serious? Is that like a, I can't move sort of thing?
0: I mean, I wouldn't want to wrestle. Yeah, With any injury, I wouldn't want to wrestle. Well, but, with a um, stubbed
1: toe, I wouldn't want to wrestle.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Let's be real. Bret Hart, man, this is going to sound redundant. Very much is a heart in his, I have one point in this promo I need to hit, and I'm going to keep hitting it. Oh my God! Yeah, Pol- he Roy, has. There's doctors. They say I can't wrestle. Ask the doctors. I have a Polaroid. <laughs> You're trying to provoke me. To... <laughs> he had three lines. Like, That's it. <laughs> it was a pretty good kind of like uh, generic kind of heel promo. It, yeah. Um, his justifications for attacking GDP and Sting, I found, were kind of interesting. Of, it's like, oh, I'll teach GDP to showboat while in the ring. It's like, get get a little further away.
1: Yeah, I didn't even think about that.
0: Yeah, and um, he's like, "Why did Sting bring the bat? I didn't bring the bat down the ringside.
1: That's true. It's
0: like it's that good heel. Logic. I'm a good
1: guy. I'm just trying to wrestle. He's trying to he, he's trying to mess up the game. I'm just trying to wrestle.
0: Yeah. So then Luger comes out and Bret's like, "No, nah, I'm not gonna fight you. I got I got a groin pole. <laughs> so Luger calls him a gutless coward. Goes yeah. to leave and then like and then like surprise attacks him. And I'm like, "That's a little cowardly."
1: I didn't think of it as cowardly. I thought of it as just like a proven. Like, Oh, you're hurt. Prove it.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It, it was the faking out, going to leave. That the, the kind of like I'm like oh, yeah. that's a little bit of a bitch move.
1: I also really liked Mean Gene pulling out the police. Did you see that? No, I didn't. <laughs> he like really
0: hit the police. So skipping over some more matches, we now have a Four Horsemen promo. I guess it's just because there's no competition. They don't feel the need to put any good matches on before this.
1: I guess yeah, because like. I also noticed. I realized in this pre this um this promo, I still have never seen the four four horsemen wrestle, have I? Like, <sighs> as like a tag team or as like an anything sort of like I yeah, don't think I've seen... I
0: don't really know how many four on four matches they. Well, like I do. haven't
1: seen Chris Benoit yet.
0: Yeah, I mean we've only watched a,
1: a pay per view and two episodes now. Like I feel like I should yeah. have seen him do something.
0: Yeah, because he didn't wrestle at all in this. I know. I know Dean. No. No, Dean Russell's on, on on this episode. Does he? We didn't watch it.
1: Oh, well. <laughs> I um, also did liken Arn Anderson to just a disappointed father. Oh, I... I because I, I, his glasses and his polo shirt is just like, I'm not mad, but I'm disappointed. I
0: called him a hunky accountant, Dad.
1: I don't think I would say hunky, but yeah, accountant for sure.
0: Oh, I skipped over that the commentators were uh, had, were forced to air... Uh, Rick Flair wrestling at Halloween Havoc '94. It was the Inside uh, War Games match against Hulk Hogan. Just more of the same from last week. Yeah, it, they were it, forced. Yeah, they're like, we don't want to do this, but he's our boss. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So then the fourth, they come out like in, in the middle of it to so no music, which I thought was weird. Oh. R. Anderson says that Eric Bischoff is playing kids' games mm-hmm. and they want, and they want to play a man's game.
1: <laughs> this is a man's world.
0: Which again, there's just like just a lot of. Weird sexual tension in wrestling. Oh my god, yeah. yeah.
1: Oh my god, yeah. A lot.
0: I mean, like, this is more of a rock thing, but and, and rockumentary thing, but just like, I want his ass. I want the <laughs> rock's ass. Like, put it, put stuff in people's asses. Yeah. But, and then
1: know. they like get face to face in the ring, and it's like touching noses, and it's like just kiss. Yeah.
0: So honor also says that uh, Bischoff is afraid of the Four Horsemen. Mm-hmm. And then we get, uh, we do get a Ric Flair mean by God gene,
1: but it was kind of weak, a little bit. It was like it was like I got things to say. Mean woo bygone Gonji <laughs> Oh, I also I have a new favorite um insult. Listen up, you Shetland
0: pony. <laughs> I, I did know. Oh, uh, before, <laughs> well, before the before we get to Mongo. <laughs>
1: fucking Mongo.
0: Flair Flair calls Bischoff a coward, um, and then, then they're like, We're gonna go to South Beach and Dean Dean Malenka completely in character. is like I'll join you guys later. I want to wrestle Raven. <laughs> <laughs> yes, D-, D. Malenko would want to wrestle Raven as opposed to going out and hitting the town. Yeah.
1: I don't feel like D. Malenko is a uh, hit the bars kind of guy.
0: So, we did not watch that match, but I, I skimmed it. So, in that match... The Raven-Malenko match? Yes, in that match, um, Bret Hart comes out and attacks Chris Benoit. Why
1: was Chris Benoit
0: there? He's, he's just, like, you know, in the corner of... Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, just, he's he's just, not like, in some packs. No, he's just, he's just like in Dean's corner, and Bret Hart comes gotcha. out and attacks him. Um, Luger attacks Bret, the Giant, helps defend him, and then they set up the Giant versus Lex, which we also did not watch. Because something that I've noticed. I'm not noticed. watching the Lex Luger versus the Giant.
1: Yeah, no, nobody cares. Something I have noticed on WCW. They love their run-ins. Yeah. <laughs> Any match that can be interfered, it will be. <laughs>
0: It's like, it's not even like effective running. Just like, I'm going to run in and get knocked off the apron. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Mongo. (laughs) Just Mongo. Mongo. He does, he does stand out in a bad way.
1: Yeah. He does not fit.
0: Yeah. He is not the amazing technical wrestler of the rest of the group. No. Yeah. He's a former football player. And, um. Never mind that shit.
1: Here comes Mongo.
0: <gasps> oh, fucking Mungo, uh, we'll, we'll talk more about Mongo once Mongo eventually ha- has a match, but yeah, the, the Shetland pony line did make me laugh. <laughs> Listen up,
1: your Shetland pony. <laughs> I don't
0: even... Oh, yeah, because he wasn't at the previous week, and they're like, we found him! We left him in the <laughs> We forgot Mongo." <laughs> now, did they forget Mongo? Were they trying to, like leave him behind. Hopefully then... he
1: got lost and didn't find his way
0: home. It's like Lotso Huggin' Bear in Toy Story 3. Oh, I'll
1: just put him in the incinerator.
0: Deep <sighs> <laughs> Blake No, they only replaced you. <laughs> <laughs> so continuing our trend of not watching matches because none of them had any really importance. There's a, um, what I thought was going to be a Scott signer Buff Bagwell promo but then Kenny Chaos comes out for a match against Kenny Chaos one of is getting
1: them. lots of screen time. I don't know why.
0: <laughs> so he comes out for what I think is a match, and then JJ Dillon just stops him and is like, "I have an announcement." And then Scott Snyder just like pegs it after him, and then he goes on. Dillon goes into commentary and he's like, "I have an announcement," and they like, cut to commercial. Know? What the fuck? What and, was this announcement? They come they come back, and I watched, like, another like, couple minutes, and they...
1: They don't address no. it. Because I also watched, because, like, we didn't, I don't think we watched the following thing.
0: No, I it was psychosis versus Ray Mysterio.
1: But, like, I also watched for a few minutes. I was like, are they gonna give JJ a minute to, like, give us his announcement? Nope. nope.
0: nope. <laughs> Once again, not knowing how to end segments.
1: But if you say, I have an announcement, and then
0: just don't... Like... It feels like the broadcast has commercial, just has like set, like at this exact moment in time, we're going to go to commercial.
1: Which is very possible.
0: And no one's told them when that happens, (laughs) you know?
1: That is a very possible thing that like TV shows do or did at least have set times for commercial breaks, but that's the fucking job of a producer to be like, Hey, you have this many minutes until the commercial, like you're supposed to keep them on time. Yeah. Where's the fucking producer?
0: <laughs> a little bit later on, we get a Chris Jericho interview uh, for a match that is unfortunately never going to happen in WCW.
1: But he never fights Goldberg?
0: Because Jericho's out wearing a Goldberg shirt.
1: Mm. And just like touting his love for Goldberg.
0: Um, Did, did you like him calling him Gene Mean?
1: Yes. <laughs> I read that down. Gene Mean.
0: <laughs> so um, he makes a reference to something that aired on TV. It would have been... That week or the week before, uh, one of the networks, it might have been NBC, had an hour-long special called Pro Wrestling's Greatest Secrets Revealed. Oh. It's not all that helpful. A lot of it isn't even how they do stuff. And it treats people like idiots. Sure. It's like, a, oh, he's not actually hitting him. And so it's
1: no Dark Side of the Ring.
0: <laughs> no. God, God no, 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 no. No, this is just like, oh, th- this is how they do it. And it's like... But fans don't know because they don't know the secrets. It just treats wrestling fans like fucking idiots. Yeah. Um, oh, it's it's uh, vo- it's narrated by Salem the cat from uh, *Spirit of the Teenage Witch*.
1: Wait, Salem goes on to be an ABC voiceover person.
0: Just another thing. I, I mean, it isn't actually Salem the cat. It's, it's the actor. Well, who plays obviously, I forget who the guy <laughs> no, is. No,
1: I want to see the cat. Damn it!
0: Listen, who's a part of the show. Um,
1: I love *Spirit of the Teenage Witch*
0: yeah maybe we'll wa- maybe we'll watch it at some point, but like it's so, it's, yeah. it's so insulting to wrestling fans of like, here's how they do this." And a good amount of it isn't even like accurate. But mm-hmm. I think the, the most famous line from it is, they like have a fake segment where like some grandmother is um, like getting in a wrestler's face, and he, he like pulls her over the barricade. She's a stunt, granny.
1: that's my new goal in life to become a stunt granny
0: (laughs) it's 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 bad it's dumb there are some random like good names and like i I know we've actually we've talked about him a lot for you've not seen any of his matches christopher daniels is in it
1: yeah we have talked about him a lot
0: yeah we just kind of keep missing him he will be in the mississippi eventually so we will get to him at Mm -hmm. some point but um yeah, a lot of wrestlers kind of got locked into doing it, and it was just like contractually, because mm. they they thought it was gonna be something a little bit different. and it was like, a, "Nope, we're gonna be exposing the business." Yeah, I, I think also you have like, like like I think like Harley Race was involved and was blatantly telling stuff wrong because he found oh. out what it, he found out what it was and didn't like it, so he was just like, "I, I love that." <laughs> yeah. uh, sometimes wrestling's carniness is fucking great. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, you're trying to expose us? Fuck you.
0: Uh, yeah, because he, he makes some sort of, oh, so Jericho makes some sort of reference to, like, now that now that uh, wrestling's greatest secrets have been revealed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he loves Goldberg, but also completely shits on his football career. So Jericho says he respects, uh, he respects Goldberg, and you know, kind of at the end of the promo, and then lazily is like, Goldberg, Goldberg. Yeah.
1: yeah, he was leading the Goldberg chant, kind of, and then he, like, walked away. But he was just like, I got nothing but respect for Bill. <laughs> like... <laughs> I forget the Goldberg's actual name is Bill Goldberg, which is just like that man could sell me a car. <laughs> like,
0: so we were going to talk about the um, November fifth Thunder, but there wasn't much of anything. Um, Jericho cuts the promo on on uh, Greenberg. Oh, I'm sorry, Goldberg. <laughs> he also calls uh, Tony Schiavone um, Skiavone. <laughs>
1: just, I love Jericho's blatant mispronunciations. They make me very happy. Crisp benoint.
0: Uh, he also claimed, I don't even know how he gets to this, but he's like, oh, the score is Jericho four, Goldberg zero. So oh. there was supposed to be a program with Jericho and Goldberg and then people, I don't know if they have actually been pointed at Hulk Hogan or not, are like, he's so small. He's not a main eventer. You don't want to be working with him. He like he's going to kill your star power. Oh, yeah, and Goldberg's like, nope, we're not doing this then. Ugh. And Jericho held that grudge literally all the way through to when Goldberg came to WWE and Jericho oh. was there. And they had it. They had one match then.
1: I like that. I yeah. can get behind that. Because they
0: had like a backstage fight of like, what the fuck, dude. <laughs> yeah, Jericho and Goldberg. I, maybe it'll happen on a, on a random Nitro, but I don't. I, it doesn't happen on a pay-per-view, I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, it's, something it's, else happening with Jericho right now—the hair watch. His hair has changed. He has graduated from the floof to the braided pony, which also happens in WWE.
0: It changed a bit on on Thunder. I think it's just going to oh. change week to week. Okay,
1: because they did make a, they made a comment about that in commentary. Like he he changed his hair. It's a new look. You're like yeah, this week.
0: But yeah, Goldberg and Jericho does not happen on World War Three because Goldberg doesn't wrestle on World War Three.
1: Everybody wrestles on World War Three and Goldberg doesn't.
0: Because the main match is basically a Royal Rumble. Yeah. You know, the winner faces Goldberg at Oh at Starcade, but he doesn't defend the title either. It's I don't know, it's strange. And Jericho wrestles um God, I mean, I honestly don't even remember who it is. It's somebody they randomly thinks up the build for like the week before. Hmm. But up next we have Kidman versus Jericho for the T V title. And yeah, I mean- and it's in
1: this it's in this match. That they have the dig on Goldberg's now, was it, um, football. Career. Was it a
0: dig on Goldberg? I, I, I thought that they were saying Jericho could.
1: Oh, I thought it was Goldberg.
0: We were Whatever they were—they
1: were insulting the team.
0: <laughs> yeah. So they mentioned that Jericho has never played football, but he probably could play for the the uh, the Redskins, quote unquote, right now. Back in '98, and they went, "That's jokes that weirdly have aged amazingly, and not just because of the name." <laughs>
1: Yeah, the then Redskins, the now Washington football team. Jericho could also still play for the football team.
0: Yeah, cause, uh, so Goldberg, I think, was a, was like a kind of like the practice squad guy, similar to uh, yeah. Colton or Dale from The Bachelor and Bachelorette.
1: <laughs> I tried to get Nick interested in the Bachelor and Bachelorette franchise because I said, look, they're football players. And then he actually looked up how they played football, and it wasn't. They weren't actually football players.
0: Like, yeah, you you practice squad in preseason. And I'm like, okay, there's no reason I should know you.
1: But let it be known that these Redskins' Washington football team digs are funny to me as someone who was raised in a Washington loving household. Like, my parents root for that team, they root for the Washington national baseball team. Like, and they suck. They absolutely suck.
0: I'm a Giants fan. It's (laughs) funny. We we're going to date this recording. They just beat the Redskins the second time this season. Or, sorry, the Washington football team. Yeah, stop. This. For the second time this season.
1: The Giant versus Big Show is your wrestling equivalent of the football team and Redskins. Perhaps they have
0: an actual name. I'll call them something I know. else. I have to ask you about Ralfus. Ralfus? The guy who came out with Jericho. <gasps>
1: yes! <laughs> I didn't know he had a name.
0: His name is Ralfus. <laughs>
1: oh, I love <laughs> I love <Ralph. laughs>
0: What's your question? <laughs> no, I just general thoughts on him.
1: I was so confused when I saw him at first because, like, all I—I I didn't look at his face, I didn't look at the like writing on his shirt. I just saw the belly. And I was like, "What? What's
0: happening?" <laughs> yeah. So the the story with ralphus is he was just like you know a like, part of the, the crew and they're like you're a weird looking. Let's in with Jericho. Oh, Ralfus. Is
1: that his actual name, Ralphus? I
0: will, I will do a little... God, I hope
1: not. <laughs> God, I hope that's not his real name.
0: So his real name is John Riker.
1: Okay, so not Ralphus.
0: <laughs> no, unfortunately not. So, do you know why Ralfus l- stops appearing eventually on WCW television? No. He goes, I'm a big deal. I want a lot more money. And they're
1: like, Bye! <laughs> ralphus demanded more money yep honey sorry ralphus i love you but um ain't main event material
0: he will wrestle a couple matches apparently really we may have to make a special special like note to watch that. to watch
1: the ralphus matches absolutely wow anyway we should we should talk about the match <laughs> the kidman jericho match
0: I mean, how much do you have to say about the Kidman-Jericho match? Cause
1: I mean, not a to ton about the actual match. Like, I liked it. I thought it was pretty solid.
0: I thought it was solid. Um, but, oh, man, is one of these wrestlers way better than the other?
1: Yeah, but I think they work well together.
0: I think Jericho worked pretty much well mm. I don't know. Just Jer- Jericho, like, we talked about earlier about getting it. Mm-hmm. Jericho clearly gets it. And Kidman's just... Hasn't quite gotten it yet. He's just doing stuff.
1: I think that they make each other look good.
0: I not know, like, Jericho, like, actually, like, plays with the crowd, tries to piss yeah. him off. Kidman's just doing moves. And, as previously mentioned, Jericho at one point goes for a powerbomb, and it gets countered into a facebuster.
1: Yep. Which I also thought that was a really good move. Like, I thought that was yeah. fun to see. But,
0: can you, like, a facebuster's, like, not a difficult move to do. Like, you could literally give me one right now. Mm. It's, it's not like Undertaker late in his career... Where all right, the only way I'm doing the last ride is by countering the ten punch spot in the corner because I can't right. I can't flip you up. It's like I'm going to see how how often this uh, this happens. But so far we are three for three on Kevin matches, mm. and him doing him countering a power bomb for a facebuster. At least Jericho does do a double power bomb kind of move. True. Although he did not do the lion salt again. So now I'm questioning when that starts showing up. But also in this match. It wouldn't be one of our episodes without this. Kidman takes off his shirt and chokes Jericho with it. Uh-huh. DQ? DQ? <laughs> we should
1: have a soundbite of that. <laughs> it's like, I want Scooby-Doo to say, DQ?
0: <laughs> has Scooby-Doo ever done a, a Dairy Queen spot? That's what we need to find out.
1: <gasps> oh, I bet he has. We'll find it. That's gotta exist. Commercialism, come on.
0: So Jericho goes to the top rope at one point and successfully hits a flying nothing. (laughs)
1: Yeah. He didn't even, like, try to go into anything. He just, like, leaped.
0: (laughs) I know Bob Holly does that a lot, but just, like, everybody does that a lot, but I kind of just think about Bob Holly. I just think, I'm going to jump and you're going to go up, and I don't know what the plan was if they didn't go up.
1: When Jericho gets on the top rope as someone who has a top rope move, you expect him to do the top rope move.
0: I wouldn't say he has, like, a patented top rope move, but it's, like, especially- That's not top. Is over. that not top? No. Over? Let's say he jumps. He kind of like springboards off the middle rope from inside the ring.
1: Oh, okay. It's a rope move though.
0: Yeah, but like, I mean, he will do a crossbody. Like, like, him going up top isn't all that crazy. No. Him going up top when the person's on the ground is a little bit different. Like, I wouldn't say he does much with that. Speaking of going up top, Kidman goes for the Shooting Star Press and it gets countered.
1: Question mark.
0: I don't really the, know what the, like, happened He got there. an arm up or a hand up or. Something. It, it wasn't a botch. No, it wasn't. Yeah, I'm, I still don't really know what happened I know, so
1: there. he almost hit his fucking knees on Terrico's head again. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't he, like Kidman. I want Kidman to lose the title because Kidman I really like him. watching
1: Tid- Kidman, but it's just, just, just that one move is...
0: His finisher. The one he'll <laughs> definitely do every match But even. has
1: he botched it? I mean, has he, like, actually hit somebody in the head?
0: Yes. because okay. I, I showed you that clip. Oh, okay. I don't know when that is, but... It's also a matter of... That's when he seriously injured somebody. You can give someone a concussion mm-hmm. and not, like... Crack their skull.
1: Fair, fair, fair. But, but like, if you do a move three hundred times perfectly, like, there's no reason for you to believe that, like, on the, 300 the first time, you're gonna crack somebody's skull open.
0: Yeah, but I wouldn't say he's doing it perfectly either. I think he's getting a passing, perfectly being. He's getting a passing grade. He's not getting perfect. an A.
1: Perfectly, in the terms of like, he's not murdering anybody. So, do you remember how this match ends? Uh huh.
0: Why don't you tell people?
1: The bell rings. For some reason, and the ref doesn't know why, so we don't we go to the bell, I and they're was, like, "Oh, TV time cut," but they didn't cut to commercial.
0: I thought it was Ralphus at first. I thought it was like, no. Oh, well, my gut was like, okay, distraction finished. Ralphus rings the bell. Nope, it's like cut for TV. It's like, well, I wasn't sure how much of it was a time cut versus. For, er,
1: That's what they said. They said it was a time cut.
0: I don't know how much of it was a cut for TV versus like. Matches having time limits is not a new concept, but when, because the, they, they say, like, oh, they don't tell us when there's going to be a time limit. Like, Why, I
1: why not?
0: Yeah, because, like, frankly, there was a period of time where it was a giveaway, but in the kind of old days, it would, like, be f- very common for it to be like, hey, this match is scheduled for one fall and has, like, a 15-minute time limit. Mm-hmm. Match would go, like, seven minutes, but it's just like a...
1: Has a limit, Yeah.
0: Yeah. And this is like, oh no, they don't tell us uh, when they hit time limit anymore. And I'm like, but
1: why not? That seems like a very important thing for everyone involved to know.
0: Yeah, I'm curious how many more of those we, <sighs> we even get.
1: I was just so annoyed because, like, in like we we've watched in this episode, we've watched or not in this like this November whatever episode, but like what we're talking about today, we've watched them cut to commercial because of TV timing. And they actually cut to commercial, they cut to black. But this they're just like, Oh, T V time. Um, I guess Jericho retains and they like they like they let that sit.
0: Yeah. Well, they
1: was... let that breathe.
0: Jericho probably wishes they would go on a commercial because did then backs up over the stairs and trips. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny.
1: But it just didn't make any sense. Like and then I just I'm so frustrated. They keep cutting interesting moments short. Like as soon as a match gets interesting, they're like, Nope, done.
0: Yeah. But at least, up next, we have a resolution to uh, one of our mysteries earlier. J.J. Dillon comes out to commentary. Again, with Kenny Chaos.
1: Fucking Kenny. Who's... Who is he sleeping with? Like, how is he getting so much time?
0: J.J. Dillon, obviously. (laughs) So, Buff Bagwell is fined $50,000 for the the attack earlier. And Scott Sunder is fined Mm $100,000. And... They don't like that. Yeah. Steiner then cuts a promo and says, WCW sucks, which yeah. I currently agree with. Because, no, remember, NWO is something different.
1: Right, and that was also very confusing to me, because during this whole speech, I expected it to end with, I quit.
0: No, he just hates WCW. NWO, totally different. How could you confuse them?
1: Because all of NWO has been on this episode? No, oh, totally
0: different. How could you confuse it?
1: <sighs> I really am starting to hate the NWO. And not in like, ah, they're the bad guy. I hate them. Like, no, like, get off my TV screen.
0: Yeah, and it doesn't help that people love them, and I'm like, Ugh. why, why? That's clear during the Scott Hall promo later. Ugh. But so, do you remember earlier in the previous episode of Nitro where Scott Snyder calls Buff Bagwell the best setup man in the business?
1: Yes. Buff Bagwell,
0: totally unrelatedly, um, invites Kenny Chaos out to the ring it's like, I don't know how you got involved in all this. We like you. Just come We up. just want to talk. I don't even know if he's in three seconds before they just beat him down. And I'm like, how did you? Honestly, Kenny, that's a little bit on you. Not to victim blame, but like, y- you really should have seen that coming. Kind of, yeah, you know, fool me once. Shame <laughs>
1: on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. Yeah. But like, Buff Bagwell being like, we really appreciate how stupid you are! Like, as he's beating him up. It was oh, kind of funny. Did
0: you like Kenny's attire at the time?
1: I don't remember what it was. So
0: he had his, he was wearing a singlet, but he had the straps down like he was done. And he was wearing, like, like slide flip-flops. Oh, was he? Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, I love my slides. I have a pair of really ugly shoes that I love, but Nick hates. And they're slides, and they're Crocs, and I love them.
0: I, I feel the same way about them as I do Buff Bagwell. You I'm, want them to go away? I'm so dumb with Buff Bagwell.
1: But my shoes. I no, them I'm. A, go away. No, they're not going anywhere. The more you fight them, the more lo- the longer they stay. I
0: yeah. I I I I know he sticks around for like ever, but I want Buff Bagwell to be gone.
1: Well, they really are. Just like he really is. Just like my shoes.
0: <laughs> I want to move on. I'm getting sad. <laughs> Although, actually, I guess I was a little. I was a little less sad because Scott Hall comes out for his match with Booker T, mm. and he. Doesn't come out with a drink. Although, he might imply he's drunk with, like, the eyes opening thing. He you know. didn't
1: look sober.
0: No, but that might that might more be shoot than... Uh,
1: yeah, I was wondering about that. Because he definitely he didn't come out with a drink. That was nice. Yeah. Like, a good character moment, they, I guess. They, they, but like... they
0: dropped the alcoholism story. It but might, the reality. It might be part of his life still. <laughs> um, so, he cuts a promo about Kevin Nash not being here. He makes a joke that he ruins because he says, like, I know I hang out some guys, but you were hanging out in a real hole in the wall. Oh, because I
1: threw him through a hole. Wow. But
0: but then he goes, yuck, yuck, yuck. Like, that dryly, too. It's like, I didn't get that joke.
1: I really didn't get that joke. (laughs) I literally threw him through a hole in the wall and I missed that. Wow. Yeah.
0: This was a pretty standard match. It It was a
1: lot slower paced. It was yeah. very average. Now, av- but like this this is the match that I thought somebody was gonna come interfere. Because like average match in the second or third hour, somebody's gotta come interfere, right?
0: Which finish bothered you more? The Jericho one or this one? Because the finish of this match is Booker T goes to the top rope, Scott Hall pulls the referee in the way. So Booker T ends up accidentally hitting the first ref. A new ref comes down. Slides in the ring, rings the bell. Winner by DQ, Winner by DQ, um DQ yeah. Booker T.
1: This one bothers me more because it's a blatant fucking lie.
0: Scott Hall pull, like, intentionally. Pulled no, the ref he in didn't. Arms, he did.
1: I watched this match. That ref was standing there before Scott Hall touched him. He was standing I mean, yes. in between he the two. Bit,
0: he, the ref... and he was
1: also standing there for a while before Booker T. Jumped. Like Booker T. Knew that the ref was there. That was not an accident. So that's that a- wasn't even, like, malicious. It was just stupid. When they said, like, the winner by DQ because of, you know, whatever, him pulling it in, pulling the ref in. I'm like, but he didn't. The ref was just standing there. Oh, that Yeah, this one bothered me more. This one bothered me more. The Jericho one bothered me for different reasons. But
0: this also bothered You know, I think me, the Jericho so. one bothered me more. More really? thinking about it. Because... Listen, is it a shitty DQ finish? Yes. However, hitting a ref is illegal. I mean, Yeah. And like, okay, I get that. Not, not. Oh, there's suddenly a time limit we never told you about.
1: Fair. I and mean, this will bother me more because I just it it didn't
0: happen. So did we only watch two matches from this this Nitro, and both of them had shit finishes?
1: Oh God, did we? Maybe. I did look at the, like, the list that you sent me, and it's mostly, like, interviews. It's not a ton of matches. Well,
0: there, I mean, there are a lot of interviews Mm -hmm. in that. uh, we'll, We'll start hitting episodes of Nitro that the entire first hour, there isn't a match.
1: See, I don't like that, either. There's gotta be a balance.
0: Match, we're, uh, so the next match, we're gonna skip. It's the main event, which was the Giant versus Lex Luger, um... We're going to skip this, I'll have a few notes for it, and then uh, we're going to call this the end of part one of the build to World War Three. So, match just kind of happens for a while, nothing too special. It's everything you imagine the giant and Lex Luger can do. Bret Hart runs into the ring. To of course ha- he does. <laughs> Bret Hart comes in, attacks Luger for the DQ. He puts Luger in the sharpshooter. And if you're watching the time, there's 20 seconds left. And finally, Goldberg runs out. Oh, my God. Goldberg spears the giant, and then he accidentally spears uh, Lex Luger. who's aiming for Bret Hart. Lex Luger hits the ground, and two seconds later, end of the show. <laughs> so, they love
1: their interferences, and they hate ending shows.
0: <laughs> yeah. We, I, we skimmed through, the, through Thunder. He doesn't appear on there. So, after defending his title on pay-per-view... The man who has undefeated streak, who literally just, like, put him in a minute-long match, it'll work, has appeared on Nitro for about 27 seconds. Wow.
1: (laughs) That's ridiculous.
0: I believe he has a match upcoming, although I could be... Actually, I might be wrong about that. That might be afterwards. I know he has a match with the Giant eventually, but...
1: Oh, my God. And he's not
0: going to wrestle World War III. Also, World War III, no fucking mention of...
1: Yeah, not at all. Not, not one mention. Because, like, how many weeks are, are we from that? Like, two? two? Yeah. Nothing.
0: Yep. Ugh, this is yeah. a frustrating episode. So, who, who do you think, <laughs> as of right now, who do you think's going to win World War Three and face Goldberg at, at, at Stargate? Mm. Like, just, you know? I
1: don't know, because they're not building up any sort of, like, real feud. Hogan, maybe?
0: Probably. Oh, you're going to love the next Nitro. Oh, am i without giving too much away on the next nitro hulk hogan announces he's running for president <sighs> and that's it for this episode of the bus seas podcast we're only gonna do mvp and match of the night for pay-per-views because you know we skip enough and i don't True. even know if we would have a match of the night
1: yeah i'm not even sure either but like that, the pay-per-views we won't skip matches we will have a MVP and, and, and uh, a match of the night.
0: Yeah, somehow okay. Ernest the Cat Miller is going to start building towards a match, and Conan's going to have a match with Stevie okay. Ray. And um, and
1: that's
0: that. Yeah, somehow they're going to build towards pay per view. We'll see how the hell they tie it together. But uh, until then, you can follow us on Twitter at Butts in the Pod and i guess follow us on spotify we mentioned that last time yes
1: our our episodes are available on spotify
0: yeah we'll work on getting other stuff when we attract some more listeners start putting some money into this then <laughs>
1: right now this is just for fun so yeah.
0: um, if you listen to this and you enjoy it recommend it to your friends old wor- word of mouth It'd help us a lot post it where it just post it where you can we tried posting it to squared circle and it got removed <sighs>
1: I don't even know why. Like,
0: <laughs> I guess you can't promote your own podcast. Uh, so you, uh, whatever. I don't
1: know. It is what it is. We'll figure it out eventually. But Look back on this someday when we actually yeah, like, have fi- a following. <laughs>
0: final thoughts on our first Nitro experience?
1: This was a lot more frustrating than I thought it would be, and I'm a little nervous going forward.
0: Remember how I told you that it was going to be a little bit of a slog and you, you, watch, you watch like two matches from, from Halloween Havoc and you're like, no, it's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. This is what I was talking about. <laughs> I was hopeful, damn it. But we suffer for our art <laughs> and suffer for you. So we'll see you next time, starting with the November 12th Nitro on the Buttskin Seats Seas podcast. Mm-hmm.